Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 26th. It is six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can join us on YouTube if you'd like. No, you can't. Oh, we're not streaming? It's not working again. No, uh, someone exited out of it, and I have to figure out what the login info is. Because, and again, we've had this conversation a million times, Casey, Yeah. about the board mm-hmm. or whatever else. People just seem incapable of putting things back where they found them. Look, if you need to do something different, that's fine. If you need to alter the way something is set up for your programming needs, that's fine. But put it back where you found it. Why this is so hard, and it seems to be a regular occurrence in this building, mm-hmm. and it's like stuff that is actually important. It's We've not, got a theme going. It's not like I, people will press buttons. They will take things out of certain channels. I mean, that's Radio Insider stuff. But it's like you clearly made a change mm-hmm. of some relevance mm-hmm. to the computer program in question, mm-hmm. and you're so disrespectful that you didn't think to go, hey, Maybe I ought to put that back where I found it. Or if I don't know how to do that, maybe I should raise my hand and say, how do I put that back? Because there's a list of phone numbers, Casey, right up there by which the person who ever did this could could call someone who would tell them how to put it back where they found it. I have a confession to make, Rob. Was it you? I did not put the camera back yesterday when you were not here, and instead we were aiming it at the circle. Well, so I, I don't know if it's set up properly well, that for you doesn't, today. It doesn't matter, though, it, because we're not on YouTube anyway. It doesn't, it, yeah. and, and that is where <laughs> Hammer Hammer stands up. So, okay, we're willing to give that a pass because that's not a show-altering thing. The <laughs> fact is someone did something <laughs> that affects people's ability to consume our show, <laughs> and they didn't put it back. They didn't call anyone. They just said, hey, I made this change. Good luck, Kevin. (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk about what's going on with Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Mike Pence. Advisors to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they both jumped on the news of the classified documents being found at Vice President Pence's house. They both viewed it as helpful in their own document investigation cases. Sources familiar with both of them said that the new revelations could help their cause. They're celebrating this. Well, this is the thing, and and we're not going to go into detail, but Casey and I had a conversation about this before we went on air about how these people in politics, like I'm talking from the city level to the federal level, you have never seen people abdicate and skirt personal responsibility like people in politics. And I wish I could articulate a fraction of, of what I have experienced being around these people in my life who on the regular do everything in their power to not own their own shortcomings. They're always looking for the next person to be in trouble so it will deflect off them. They're always looking for whataboutism to deflect off of them. They're always looking for ways to not own the ways in which they have let the American taxpayer down. Yeah, and you know what? It's something that I mentioned to you off the air. How is it that my nearly 80-year-old mother is more self-aware of her abilities than the people that run this country? Because we do not demand accountability. And so ultimately, it always rests with us, right? And we've talked about this many times about how when you are more into 
or holding accountable the guy who forgot to put seven hot sauce packets in your bag at the Taco Bell. Because you know it, Casey. There's towny ch- Facebook chatterboards all over this country where somebody can't wait to sprint back fast enough to say, I only got two cheeses in my pizza order, and I ordered three, and this is so disrespectful. We all should boycott the local pizzeria. But yet when it's your government... Mm-hmm. And the people in it who treat you like complete and utter garbage and are screwing up this country on the regular and are flushing this country down the drain, eh, you yeah, know. No big deal. What is one, what is one man to do? Well, apparently Biden officials think that the Pence headlines were welcome news and they were even quietly celebrated. <laughs> this guy has them. So we can't be that bad. And, and this is the point. These people will not take any ownership whatsoever. It's like the person who didn't put the computer back. <laughs> Where, there's no self-ownership. Oh, sure, Robin Casey can't be on YouTube where hundreds of people every single day go to consume this program. Well, what is that for me? Right. It doesn't affect me. Exactly. It doesn't uh, affect me. Uh, okay, so we've got some audio on this. Uh, this is uh, Senator Dick Durbin mm-hmm. um, saying that Biden taking these classified documents home as a senator was completely unthinkable. Well, it's a good question, and I wish I knew the answer, but I will tell you, uh, when it comes to members of Congress and classified documents, uh, we go through an elaborate, careful process even to read one of these pieces of paper. Uh, And the thought of keeping them on our desk to get around to later or taking them home or out of the office is unthinkable at this level. So I don't understand what has happened here. Okay, so Comer said that Pence has fully agreed to fully cooperate with congressional oversight and answer any questions to the matter. J- J- James Comer, who James is Comer. who is the representative from K- Kentucky. Yeah, the Oversight, oversight committee. committee Chair. He said it stands in stark contrast to what's going on with the Biden White House. So here's a question. Do we overclassify things? Well, and so coming up, Casey, at 930, in fact, because yes. let's face it, you, me, Kevin... 99.5% of the country knows absolutely nothing about what classified documents actually are and how they operate and how things get classified and what is or is not classified. But luckily, we at this show, because of our vast, our overwhelming ability to reach all corners of the state and the country and really even the globe, when we're on YouTube, uh, <laughs> we have a guy mm-hmm. who is and has handled classified information and he's going to be with us former member of the u.s military he's done work for the pentagon Mm -hmm. he's done work for the nsa he knows he has forgotten more about classified documents than most of us will ever know and he's gonna be with us at 9 30 to talk about all this yeah and we're gonna pepper him with a lot of questions i think it's gonna be fascinating we're gonna have that at 9 30 you definitely want to hear some of the answers that he has to say but didn't clinton's national security advisor sandy bergen leave a skiff with classified documents like in his socks or something apparently it doesn't seem like it's that hard to do. Well, and so we're going to ask about that. We're going to say, what are these skiffs, S-C-I-F? Mm-hmm. What are they like? How do you get in? What do you take in? What do you take out? Uh, but in the meantime, Biden spokesman John Kirby also seems to say, no, he doesn't actually say this, but he seems to say there is no way Biden should have been able to walk out of meetings as a senator with classified information. From a national security perspective, you work in national security, how concerned are you and does the system need reform? I'm going to defer most of the document questions to Kareem. The only thing I'd say here is that uh, you're welcome. Uh, Thank you. 
He's just gonna yeah. defer. I, I mean, it's like, like defer. There is there is no there is no answer. Like there is no you know. No, they are totally wrong about this. And here's why. Because you're not wrong about it. He shouldn't have walked out with the stuff. He shouldn't have had the stuff. But this is an example, again, theme of the day, of people doing whatever they want to do because, well, who cares how it impacts anyone else? Personal account- accountability. Well, Ted Cruz said that the FBI needs to search the residences of Hunter Biden and any of his business offices to determine if there are classified materials there. So... There were some committee assignments, some committee changes, some people upset about this. And we're going to talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We got so much positivity in the break. Let's talk about it, shall we? Yeah. Because we people always say we need to be more positive here. Okay. All right. Positive one. It's Warren Zevon Day. Oh, Excitable no. boy. What? Let's go. Wait, wait a minute. I thought Kevin said that we weren't having theme days anymore. Did you cave already? Rob laid the guilt trip on me yeah. and told me that uh, Warren Zevon would have been seventy-six. Yes. Two days ago. Yes. Okay. So, so it made me feel real bad. So I decided just to cave in. And so do it. you think he's worthy of an entire day? huh? I guess. Here, here's what I've learned, Casey, as I've become an, a, an adult, is that there used to be a time where I had zero ability to think things through and just say, what is the best approach to get the desired result? And look, I freely admit that's part of evolving as an adult. There would have been a time where I would have just sent Kevin a really direct message and said, we are having a Warren Zemon day mm-hmm. on Thursday. But yeah, at, an approach at 39 that I would not have taken at 19 or even 29, I thought, what is the best way to appeal to Kevin to get my desired result? Guilt, apparently. And so I just simply said, <laughs> Kevin, Warren Zevon would have been 76 years old today. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed to say. You know, that's a management style you took on Kevin. It is. is anyone... you, you let him think the idea is sure. his. Yeah. Is anyone really surprised that Rob is a master manipulator? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. And it worked. I told my wife, I said, I can't believe this worked. I can't believe he's going to go for it. He's a softie, but he's also our hero because yes. Kevin, during the commercials, got the YouTube feed up and running. Kevin McNamara is the glue that holds this show together and yes you can now watch us on the YouTube thanks to Kevin no thanks to the person who made some life-altering change to this program (laughs) and didn't bother to tell us about it but Kevin went above and beyond Mm -hmm. and figured it out he always does doesn't he great job Kevin he's he's the a plus producer I was talking here is how much I enjoy and appreciate Kevin I was talking with my mother yesterday Mm -hmm. and spent a great deal of time talking about how much Kevin adds to this show. So even in my own home, Kevin, mm-hmm. we t- we cannot talk positively about you enough, and this is why. You know what, what Kevin? We're going to lobby for you to get a camera, too. Yeah. People, uh, people want to see your face. Maybe. Okay. But yeah, yeah, that hair! Yeah. You're going to have to wash your hair every day if that happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Okay. But yeah, thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. Hey, let's look at some trending stories this morning. Chris Stapleton, the country singer, he has been tapped to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. 
Also trending. They're just figuring that out now? Yeah. Also trending this morning. And Rob, this one you might appreciate. Oh. Colts fans have launched a petition to keep Jeff Saturday from becoming the head oh, coach. Oh, yeah. Well, I've told you what needs to happen. And if we want to get serious about, look, the problems with the Colts are not the coach. It's not even the general manager. You got to go right to the top of the ladder here because unless this guy who owns the Colts has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time as his quarterback, the franchise has stunk the entire whatever they've been here, 40 years now almost. Mm -hmm. And so here is the thing we need to do to, to solve the Colts equation. Jim Irsay needs to pick a random season ticket holder. <laughs> like, just draw a name. If you are a cult season ticket holder, you are entered into the lottery. And whoever's name he draws, man, woman, child, whatever, gets to coach the team mm -hmm. for the next year. And if that fan, man, woman, child, old, young, whatever, can beat 4-12-1, <laughs> which was the record of the coaches that Jim Irsay assembled. Yeah, they get to keep the gig? Well, he's got to sell the team. Oh, okay. And the new owner can decide who keeps the gig. But I think that is very fair that if a random fan could outcoach the hand-chosen people by, by Jim Irsay, I think that's very fair. Finally trending an asteroid. This is about the size of a delivery truck. It's going to whip past Earth later tonight, one of the closest such encounters ever recorded. It will zoom about 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America. 23 minutes after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and that other lady. Uh, Ilhan Omar? Yes, Eric Swalwell has vowed that he and the two other Democrats, uh, they're not going to go away despite not being reappointed by Kevin McCarthy to certain committees that they historically have served on. Okay, so Eric Swalwell, let's start with him because we got an audio from a bunch of people on this. He was the dude who was booted off the Intelligence Committee because he allegedly uh, hooked up with a Chinese spy. And uh, as you said, yes, Casey, he is not very happy about that. But we will not be quiet. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. I think I'm going to steal that and just use that tonight for my three minutes of citizens comments at the Brownsburg Town Council meeting. Can we just play the first part of that? I think that would be, if we have a second, whenever you can get that pulled up, because I think that would be a great way for me to speak to the town council mm -hmm. tonight about all the ridiculous things that they're doing. Are we ready? All right, let's just do the first part of this. But we will not be quiet. <laughs> We're not going away. Mm -mm. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. Perfect. Boom. Yeah, I think that's how I'm, I think that's how I'm rolling to the town council meeting tonight. Okay, so Victoria Sparts had a few things to say about this. She, that woman is horrific. She is saying that, you know, she's done with the political messaging and she doesn't want to play any more of these games. So Victoria, present Victoria, mm -hmm. remember Victoria who so boldly and bravely right. uh, voted present uh, many, many times and then wanted to go behind closed doors and not let the public know all the backroom deals they were going to cut for Kevin McCarthy to become speaker. Uh, she also believes in unlimited, never-ending funding to the Ukraine. And now, Victoria Sparks, which this is a bold strategy if you're running for U.S. Senate, which she's rumored to be maybe doing, uh, now, I guess, believes that our country would be better served if Eric Swalwell and Ilhan Omar mm -hmm. and Adam Schiff mm -hmm. had access to national intelligence. It's a very bold move. Yeah, well, Ilhan Omar, she is not pleased about this either. 
Kevin McCarthy's purely partisan move to strip us from our committee is not only a political stunt, but also a blow to the integrity of our democratic institution and threat to our national security. We are thankful to leader Jefferies and House Democrats and even some courageous Republicans for standing with us. If McCarthy wants to denigrate the integrity of the House and its committees, we will always stand up to these efforts. I am grateful for the confidence of my constituents and my colleagues have shown me to serve on these committees, and I look forward to continuing that work of building a more peaceful world. So she is the one who allegedly was hooking up with her brother, and she was the one who, not allegedly, but is a blatant anti-Semite who totally hates Israel. Mm -hmm. And she's upset as a blatant anti-Semite who totally hates Israel that maybe we would decide that's probably not in the best national security interest of the U.S. to have that person making choices about Israel. Okay, so we're talking about the guy who had an alleged affair with a spy, the lady who allegedly married her brother, violating immigration laws. And lastly, the guy who said Trump was colluding with Russia, Adam Schiff. Yes. And the one of the first things that Adam Schiff did after he was removed from a committee was to go on TikTok, yeah. post a video mm-hmm. asking for money. Yeah. And uh, to close all this out, Corinne Jean-Pierre said the, uh, the aforementioned people, uh, the guy who allegedly hooked up with the spy, the woman who allegedly hooked up with her brother, and the guy who runs to TikTok, mm-hmm. um, well, they, they bring a lot to the table. Any reaction from, from you from the White House um, about Speaker McCarthy's decision to keep Representative Schiff and Swaller from the Intelligence Committee? So I'll say this. Uh, Representative Schiff, Representative Swalwell, uh, and uh, also Represent- uh, Representative uh, Omar are, um, you know, are expertise and bring a lot to the table when it comes to uh, foreign policy and national security. And we'll say this, uh, you know, uh, we'll say this, we'll say that, um, you know, when it comes to that committee, it should not be politicized. Uh, it should be independent. And, uh, and again, those congressional members bring a lot of expertise uh, to that committee. And uh, I'll leave it there. Karine Jean-Pierre told you. She's an expert in it. She sounded very condescending right there. Okay, so when we come back, yeah. we're going to have a guy who uh, I think this people are going to be totally fascinated by this interview. His name is J.D. Thomas. Mm-hmm. He was a former active member of the U.S. military. He worked uh, did work for the Pentagon. He did work for the NSA. And he has handled many times the classified documents. Yeah, we so got we have a, a lot of questions an, for him. A, a classified documents expert. You know who's an expert at the news is Donnie Burgess. Yep. And that's coming up next. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Jeannie needs a shooter, shooter like me. Jeannie needs a shooter. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And Casey, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about these classified documents. I've heard something about that. You know, some of our high-profile politicians have had a little trouble with Mm -hmm. the classified documents. And let's face it, you, me, nobody, 
really knows anything about what classified documents even are, right? Like, we, we come in and we're like, they have the classified documents. The classified, you just assume that it's very important information. Yeah, we, we don't know it all. We're right. just, we're just, we're just, we're just regurgitating what we've been told. But luckily, mm-hmm. I've got a guy yeah. who knows all about the classified documents. Like, what even is a classified document and why is it bad to have it and how much mm-hmm. trouble could you be in for having it and mm-hmm. what are the odds you would actually have a classified document? And he is kind enough to join us right now. Let's learn about classified documents. What do you say? I like it. Uh, J.D. Thomas is his name. He's a former active member of the U.S. military and has also worked for the NSA and the Pentagon. That's quite the resume. How do you work for the NSA and the Pentagon? Is that that on Indeed somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, you know, it it just turns out you just go online to uh, governmentjobs.com and uh, you apply and uh, wham, bam, you're in the building. Okay, so tell us what a classified document even is. So a classified document really focuses on the sources and methods on how we actually got the information that we're going to be discussing, you know, um, in, in the material that we're going to view. So, you know, a lot of times you'll see Fox News say, well, Russia moved this equipment to this location, right? They're really covering the Ukraine. But the classified document might actually get into how we actually know that that equipment is Russian and that the Russians actually moved that equipment to a particular location. Who says whether it's classified or not? Is there like a classified commission? What like who decides whether something's classified or not? So there's there's definitely you know different groups within uh, the the CIA, the NSA, State Department, other uh, elements of the government that allow um, those processes and procedures to actually be deemed classified or not. There is definitely a process. There is federal law. There is federal regulation that gets into exactly what it takes to make something classified or not. Do all of these agencies use the same stipulations to classify something? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah, there, there's there's a standardized procedure found in 5 CFR that actually goes into what makes something classified, what you have to do when something is classified, how you have to process something when it's classified. If I decide to transport it somewhere, say to my house in Zionsville or to my house in Delaware, <laughs> that's not exactly covered by 5 CFR. But uh, if I were to transfer it from one secure facility to another, there is a process to do that. Uh, J.D. Thomas is our guest. He's a former active member of the U.S. military military, worked, uh, did work for the Pentagon, did work for the NSA. We're talking about classified documents because you've actually handled classified documents, right? I have. I have. I mean, when I worked up at uh, near adjacent to Fort Meade, when I was in the Pentagon, even whenever I worked at Lockheed Martin, there were many times that I came in contact with information that actually helped me make decisions on what I was going to do from a drafting a document perspective to give the decision makers the information that they needed to ensure that they could make the best decision possible. JD, you said you live in Zionsville. Do we have to go check your house now? <laughs> well, I don't I, I don't live in Zionsville, but it turns out the former vice president of the United States does live in Zionsville. Yeah. And it appears recently that he had some documents in his house. Now, do I believe that he was there with the uh, Mayflower Moving Company <sighs> as, as all those documents were boxed up from the vice president's residence? No, but it just seems odd that all of these high-ranking political figures just happen to have documents that would otherwise put somebody in jail. Now, there are different classifications 
For classified documents, are there not? One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Can yep. you run through those with us? Yeah. So you you have you have something as low as unclassified, which would be I could just send that to you, no problem. Then you have controlled um, unclassified information, which means there's a little bit more, um, you know, maybe some personal identifiable information on there. And then we get into the secret and the top secret range. So the secret documents, they're they're serious and they can cause some issues if they're released to to the world. But top secret documents are supposed to be some of the most sensitive documents that exist in the entire uh, United States government. So even even within the, the the top secret ranking of classified documents, there's actually compartmentalized information within that that would actually talk about how we're doing things from a human intelligence perspective, how we're doing things from a sensor perspective, maybe satellites, or even from a signals intelligence perspective. Uh, J.D. Thomas is our guest. He, uh, I'll let you take it here, Casey, just a second. Just want to let everybody know he's a former active member of the military, worked for the did work for the NSA, for the Pentagon. We're talking about classified documents because mm-hmm. he's actually handled classified documents. Casey, go ahead. So what happens if you are given classified documents or we've heard a lot about skiffs? Is that the only way you can read a classified document is in a skiff? Generally, yes. I mean, what is a skiff? So, what so, is it? So, so, so a skiff would essentially be a room like this that's actually being retrofitted to ensure that there is no uh, signals that can come through the walls or no, you know, auditory things that could potentially move out into and be captured by an outside listening device. Can you take like a cell phone in the, in the skiff with absolutely you? Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Cell so, cell phones are an absolute no go. And even when the, uh, the, the those new smartwatches came out, some of those smartwatches have GPS in them, or they might even have a little camera on them. Mm-hmm. As cool as it might be to be in a James Bond movie, that doesn't actually work whenever you're dealing with actual national classified documents. How would somebody remove a classified document from a skiff? Well, I think there was a guy back in the 90s who just threw it in his pants and walked out of the building. Yes. But uh, what was his name Sandy again? Burger, Sandy Burger, wasn't it? Sandy Burger. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's one way of removing documents. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, J.D., is there any... Because po- that's the big thing now, right? Is the Biden... all Amongst all these Biden documents, they were documents from time when he was a senator. It's not like that just showed up on his Senate desk and he put it in a file cabinet, right? Right, yeah. And that's the most interesting one, right? So, if Vice president, maybe you might get out of the building, or even as a president, you might get out of the building with some of these documents, even though the vice president does not have the same authority that the president does, and a senator for sure does not have the same authority when it comes to classified documents as somebody in the executive branch might have. So how he ended up with classified documents from his time in the Senate, it sounds like it was something that was more conscious than it was accidental. Uh, J.D. Thomas is our guest. He's a former active member of the U.S. military, also worked, did work for the Pentagon and the NSA. He's handled classified documents, and we're trying to learn about these classified documents today. Okay, one of the things Casey and I have gone back and forth on, J.D., is how big a deal is this? Because it was the world's biggest deal when Trump did it. Then it was kind of, well, yeah, it's a big deal, but when Biden did it, now Pence has done it. Uh, How big of a story actually is this? And is it your theory that, well, probably every vice president and president has classified documents they may not even know about? Like, where where are we at on how big we should treat this story? So, I I, I don't believe that, you know, maybe unless you're trying to help your son get a job in Ukraine, um, that, that that we should be so concerned about some of these documents that showed up at, at Trump's house and some of the documents that might have shown up at Biden's residence during his time in the Senate. 
And same thing with Vice President Pence, so some of those documents. I don't think they're that big of a deal because at the end of the day, when a security violation happens or a security incident happens, there is an investigation to ensure that the documents that were taken were not taken for nefarious means, right? Because I'm sure you remember the time when CNN uh, was there at the time when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago conveniently, and they said, oh, he's definitely selling nuclear secrets, even though we haven't actually an idea of what those documents that they recovered at Mar-a-Lago were. And we don't know what those documents were recovered in Delaware or the 19 other places that they found Biden documents or at the vice president, the former vice president house in uh, Zionsville. Uh, do, do you, when you were looking at these classified documents, did they make it very clear to you, hey, this is a really big deal? I mean, not you would think as a former member of the military, you would understand that, but are they clear with you? Like, are they clear with these senators? Are they clear with the vice president? Are they clear with the president? Hey, this is a classified document. You're not really supposed to uh, maybe even tell people you're seeing it, much less take it out of the area or whatever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I was there, when I when I went to Fort Meade for the first time, we were told, you know, point blank period. This might be cool what you're doing, but this is not something that your wife needs to know. Because there's there's actually this term in this industry called need to know. You might have a security clearance, but you not, you might not be read onto the particular program that you are going to be reviewing. So when you're dealing with these classified information, you have to treat them as important, as valuable, right? Because if you give all the secrets away, then what's the point of having equipment that is advanced that we can actually use and leverage against our enemy? JD, what was your rank? And do you have to be a certain rank to do the work that you did with classified documents? No, no, you, you don't have to. So my, my current, well, my rank whenever I got off active duty was Sergeant First Class or E7. Mm-hmm. But as far as what rank you have to be to handle classified information, you don't necessarily have to be a rank but based on the type of classified information that you might get a hold of, there's background checks, or you might even have to take a polygraph to actually access this information to ensure that you're an individual that is not in a situation where you have a lot of debt, or or you're not going to you know lie about the information that you've gotten and share it with people that aren't supposed to get it because you have some reason to feel a little bit more important than you actually are. And what happens if you were to take classified documents? Uh, well, I mean, and your name isn't Pence or Biden. Or well, Trump. I mean, you had a you had a you had a guy named Bradley Manning who went to jail. You had another guy named uh, Snowden that ended up having to go into exile in Russia. Um, and I'm not condoning what either two of those individuals did. Um, there was some good value in some of the information that was released, but there's a process to actually get that information out there if it needs to get out there. But if we take those two people and and we look at the four, two former vice presidents have had uh, classified documents in their house, it appears that they're not being treated the same. J.D. Thomas, former active member of the U.S. military, did work for the Pentagon and the NSA. I feel like we know a lot more about classified documents now. This is just great information. We've learned more from you in, yeah. in 10 minutes than we learned from our government in uh, three weeks. So You, you beat Google. Good yes. job. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Bye. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is Warren Zevon. It's Warren Zevon Day. Well, 
I know it's Warren Zevon Day. Is this Warren Zevon? Yes, it's Warren okay. Zevon Day. Why would Kevin not play Warren Zevon on Warren Zevon Day? Because he's a rebel. I'm just making sure. You know, here is kind of my goal of the days, okay? Because I know some people have been people have been all over on this. Some people like the idea of the days. Some people just want random music. Mm-hmm. We are the thinking man's show. Yeah. And as being the Thinking Man show, my hope is that if we play a different artist each day, mm-hmm. just like that, you're going to hear some songs you may not have necessarily heard before. And you might say, wow, that was kind of interesting. We get this all the time. Hey, I heard a, you know your bumper music the other day at the 1030 segment or whatever. What song was that? And people might say... I'd like to know more about that artist. I'd like well, to know more about what they were feeling. I'd like to become a more well-rounded individual. Well, if that's the desired effect, can't we achieve that even if we just do random bump music? No, because <laughs> people will know it's a day, and they're going to know it's a day, and then it's a day they'll want to know more about that artist in question yeah. because they'll know, hey, that was the Rolling Stones, which I'm sure we'll have a day. That was uh, the Who. That, you know, so just can tomorrow work be Rolling Stones Day? Can, can tomorrow oh my, be Rolling Stones Day? You guys are... Day? You guys are pushing my buttons. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm calling it. Tomorrow's Look, Rolling Stones Day. At some point, I need my own day. Yeah, Uno Gold Day. Uno Gold well, will have a day. That or Arctic Monkeys or Viagra yeah, no, Boys. That's, no, that's fine. I think Uno Gold should have a day. But my point is, and we'll get to Mitch Daniels here in just a second, but I just, the, I'm just i just trying to expand the horizons mm-hmm. of our audience because we are the thinking man's show. I'm sure they appreciate it, too. That is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and this is 93 WIBC. So, Mitch Daniels, he's been on kind of a Goldilocks mission, huh? Finding out whether the Senate is just right. So he went to tour D.C. yesterday. (laughs) He's trying to figure out whether running for the open Senate seat makes sense. He talked to all senators, a bunch of them, those that are happy, those that are frustrated. He wants to know if this is a good fit. He said, I'm not the least bit worried, honestly, about losing an election. I'm worried about winning it and regretting it for six years. He actually had a meeting with your good friend Todd Young, too, to discuss how it's going. Yeah, and look, I've been very candid. I desperately want Mitch Daniels to get in the race, not because I'm some ecstatic Mitch Daniels voter, but I recognize the best way to hold our politicians accountable is to force them to go through as many uh, tough elections as possible. And let's face it, in Indiana... Whoever wins this primary is going to be the next U.S. Senator. Todd Young's campaign was a joke this past time, and he won overwhelmingly. So it doesn't matter what these people do once they're the nominee. They won't be held accountable. Look at the first thing the Duke of Spendingburg did once being reelected. After st- Remember, he was on the stop wa- when he was running. He was on the Stop Washington Waste Tour, and he was you know, a conservative this and Biden administration that. What's the first things he did? He teamed up with the Biden administration on a bevy of issues, including spending $1.7 trillion. Why? Because he wasn't ever held to account in a primary. He didn't have to make any specific promises to people. He didn't have to, you know, have his back pushed up against the wall. He wasn't held to account for his votes. We need this primary because Jim Banks or Mitch Daniels need to be held accountable when they become a United States senator. And the only way to get it, let's face it, Victoria Sparks is a joke. She's not not going to effectively challenge Jim Banks. Trey Hollingsworth, maybe. Don't know if he wants it. Don't know if his dad has given him permission to spend a bunch of money to run for U.S. Senate yet. 
you're just not going to they're not going to get the accountability that you're going to get unless it is Mitch Daniels against Jim Banks and that is what we need. Okay, so you mentioned money. Daniels advisors expect him to have about 50 million dollars on the first day of his campaign should he choose to run. But Mike Braun said that Mike Braun uh running for governor said that Daniels is wise to think long and hard before making the leap. So Daniels is in DC getting a vibe check, right? And Mike Braun seems like the guy who probably should have done the vibe check, but didn't because he got the Senate seat, got there, decided he didn't really like it. So now he's leaving, running for governor. Yeah. So uh, let, let me say this. And again, I I am very, 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 very excited that, again, if Mitch Daniels runs for Senate, we'll get to spend a year and a half talking about the actual record of Mitch Daniels as governor and debunk many of the Paul Bunyan-esque legends or Johnny Appleseed type stories about Mitch Daniels. Mitch Daniels did do some good things as governor. He also did some really not so good things. And we'll talk about all that. Uh, but I, lo- I w- all that being said, I love what Mitch Daniels is doing here because Mitch Daniels is letting Jim Banks know I am the adult in the room. They're there, junior. Oh, it's cute. You say you want to be a senator. I'll be the one deciding whether you get to be a senator or not. Listen to this quote. So, by the way, Adam Wren and Burgess Everett had the story in Politico. Listen to this quote. This is so great. Quote, I'm not the least bit worried, honestly, about losing an election. I'm worried about winning it and regretting it Mm -hmm. for six years. Mm -hmm. That is a quote straight out of the mouth of Rob Kendall. That is exactly the way I would say it. He is totally owning Jim Banks. He is saying, uh... I am the most important person here. I am the person who decides whether you live or die politically. And you're making me kind of angry by your obnoxious uh, things your friends are putting out there and Mm -hmm. the ads by Club for Growth. I think this is, you ever seen the Rocky movies? You watch the Rocky Mm -hmm. movies? Yeah. Uh, What this was like, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, they made a ro- another Rocky movie. And he's like 60 years old. And he's running a restaurant somewhere. And uh, this guy who's the world heavyweight champ loses to Rocky in a simulated boxing match. Like they do like a Rocky in his prime versus this guy in his prime. And the the world heavyweight champ loses. So he gets mad and uh, goes to Rocky's restaurant and... They try to convince Rocky to fight him in a heavyweight mm-hmm. championship. And Rocky, no, I don't want to do that. I'm retired. I don't want any of this anymore. And they keep in basically insulting him or trying to entice him into running to the or fighting to the point where he has to fight. And while I think if a movie's been out for 16 years, you can kind of... There's no spoiler there's no alert. He actually went, just like in the first one, he wins the fight even though on a judge's decision, he doesn't win the fight. Everybody knows he won the fight. This is like what it seems like. Like Jim Banks people, he should be having very stern meetings with those Club for Growth people because that stupid ad that they mm-hmm. ran against Mitch Daniels, who I don't think at the time was going to run. That just got him fired up. Because now Mitch Daniels has to run. Because Mitch, if you don't run, the narrative's going to be Jim Banks bullied you, mm-hmm. uh, he bullied an old man out of running for Senate. We all know you're going to win if you run. We all know you're going to win overwhelmingly if you run. We all know you'll squish Jim Banks like a bug. And quite frankly, for those 15 votes for Kevin McCarthy, Jim Banks needs to be squished by a bug. He 
needs to be taught a lesson. I need Mitch Daniels in this race, Casey. If you're not going to do it for yourself, Mitch, if you're not going to do it for the country, do it for Rob Kendall. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, so he said that he's going to make an announcement about whether he's going to run or not, possibly by this weekend, because he doesn't want to drag out the drama. He said, I don't like to keep people waiting. I don't like to dally. So you'll know something literally in a very short time. This is the final stage of my discovery process. Do it. Good for him. He's doing his due diligence. He's getting the vibe check. Do I really want this gig? Do I not want this gig? We may know by this weekend whether Mitch Daniels is going to run for Senate in Indiana. Do it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Warren Zevon Day rolls on. Yeah! Yes, I'll cry.